Hello, you're listening to Art and the Monsters, a podcast about art and all the things that get in the way of making it. Today's monster appears ghostly. You might think you've seen someone out of the corner of your eye, and when you double-take, there's no one there. The memory of the form is of someone who is old, yet distinctly unwise. Today's monster is regret. Have you ever had a dream where you're running, but you're going nowhere as if you're on a treadmill? I think that's the perfect image to describe regret. Like being on a treadmill, once you get on the path of regret, it's incredibly difficult to get off unless you explicitly stop. Unlike a treadmill, though, the path of regret has no off button. It can spiral out for miles into the distance, and often, the path of regret leads backwards. When I was preschool age, I had this stuffed rabbit named Austin. He wore a light green floral print onesie, and I loved that rabbit like a best friend. I took him with me everywhere. I lived with my parents on a plot of moderate acreage, and I spent a lot of time playing outside as a child. Austin always came with me even when the circumstances were dangerous for a fluffy, white stuffed animal. I often went scouting past the fence that lined the corral at the front of our property. As a toddler, I was small enough that I could crouch between the posts and slither through the middle, but sometimes I wanted the challenge of climbing over. And once that challenge resulted in my poor buddy Austin landing, splat, in a mud puddle. His beautiful green onesie and white fur were completely soiled. I ran, crying to my mom with regret over what I'd done. Even at that young age, I can imagine my thoughts were about how I shouldn't have climbed that fence. I regretted the choice I made, and I sobbed over the consequences. It's interesting to reflect on that story because now, as an adult, my regrets are less tied to what I did do and more to what I never did, or the things I haven't done enough of. As an adult, I have the perspective to know that my young self wasn't making a mistake, but engaging in the act of learning when I climbed that fence. In retrospect, of course, I don't regret my decision. I was a kid, trying to find whatever adventure I could. In the end, my mom was able to run Austin through the washing machine, and I had my best friend back. Now, I wish I was more like that little girl with her stuffed bunny rabbit willing to climb fences despite possible danger or messes. One definition of regret is grief over a missed opportunity. This definition certainly best matches my experience of regret. I often find myself grieving for the things my past self missed out on. In hindsight, it always seems like my past self should have had more time, resources, and emotional maturity. I regret not working harder, I regret not reading more when I was younger. I regret not taking that opportunity. I regret giving up on guitar lessons. I regret giving up on that project. I regret watching TV instead of writing. I regret. When I have regrets over something I didn't do, I can't wash the mud away and make something happen retroactively. I can't go back in time and shovel books in my younger self's hands and force her to read so that I'd feel more well-read now as an adult. I can't go back in time and turn the television off so that I produce a script rather than consume it. Regret is an interesting emotion in that it is tied to our choices. 
It's easy to get sucked into these thoughts and build a deep lament for choices we never made, rather than make better choices in the present moment. I could make a plan to read more or build up a habit to write more regularly, but it's so much easier and within my comfort zone to simply regret. Constant regret without reflection is a quick way to grow old without growing wise. Actor John Barrymore said that, a man is not old until regrets take the place of dreams. When I was a child climbing that fence, I was not burdened by past regret. I had dreams to explore, whether mud puddles stood in my way or not. As adults, we get paralyzed by to-do lists and regrets over those to-do lists as though we are my favorite stuffed animal, covered in mud, and we don't know that we can wash it all off, that the mud doesn't have to define us. To broaden my perspective on this idea, I listened to a TED Talk called The Antidote to Regret by Kimberly Rich. At this point, I'd formed a pretty good understanding of regret, but I wondered what Kimberly would claim to be the antidote. I was pretty skeptical throughout her talk, in large part because we have different values. Kimberly yearns for a life full of adventure and freedom. She wants to travel and have a flexible schedule that allows her to work anywhere. Her perspective on regret is undeniably shaped by those values, so when she talks about quitting her job and moving across the world, or popping in on an old boyfriend unannounced, I don't relate to her choices as a way to avoid regret. But one of the ingredients in Kimberly's antidote is to ask for what you want. I will take that down a level and say to start with knowing what you want. And in that, Kimberly and I agree. Our choices are more likely to be shaped by our values when we are acutely aware of them. And we're less likely to regret our choices when they're formed by our values. Perhaps living by our values can lead us to making masterpieces. Or our values can lead us to having fun with our artistic expression. It doesn't matter the outcome, so long as regret doesn't paralyze us. Just like that little girl willing to climb fences despite possible danger or messes, I value curiosity. Just like that little girl who took her stuffed bunny rabbit with her everywhere, I value stories and imagination. Those values keep me moving toward my writer's goals more than a to-do list, and those values revitalize my spirit when I get bogged down with regret. Regret is only unwise when it festers into rumination. In a 2019 article with Vogue, the singer Florence Welch writes that a large capacity for joy means an even larger capacity for gloom. And I would like to reverse engineer that for our purposes. A large capacity for regret and rumination means an even larger capacity for joy. If you have the ability to dwell in torturous regrets, then you likewise have the ability to soak up glee and fill up your cup with dreams and aspirations rather than bemoan the past. Regret is often felt over undesirable choices, but you can also choose your reaction to it. Regret can pull you into unfulfilling comfort zones, or it can push you toward opportunity. Regret isn't going anywhere, so I'll leave you with these questions. What are your values and how do your choices align with them? What information can you glean from your regret in order to make more meaningful choices today? 
Thank you for listening to Art and the Monsters. Send me your thoughts about art and regret at artandthemonsters at gmail.com.